everyone. Welcome to season two, episode two of Nana's Notes. This is Rochelle Hassan Ligot. Nana's Notes is a podcast about childhood, children, and childlike faith. It's officially the second week of summer vacation for my kids, at least for my two younger kids, and. So please excuse the natural ambient sound in the background of some rain pouring and some thunder and the wind beating against my glass windows. Apparently, it's no longer the summer season here in the Philippines, and we are already experiencing rainy days, but still a lot of heat. Though most work arrangements have been adjusted to a work-from-home schedule, with the kids. On break, work may get disrupted a lot because the kids are very much around. How do we manage a healthy work from home environment? How do you do it? This is a challenge, especially for homeschoolers whose kids are rarely away from you. We are going to tackle how to have a healthy work from home environment next time. But for today, I will be reading an article I wrote for Family Wise Asia. About the decision to do homeschooling, some of you may be curious about this, and some may have already been considering taking over the schooling needs of your kids by being their teacher. I hope this piece helps you out. This is entitled "Hi Ho Homeschool Away." So. You've thought things through and have seen the potential benefits homeschooling can have for your child and for your family. You have decided that you and your household can commit to it, and your child is looking forward to it. You've checked out the different formats for homeschooling and decided on which one to adopt. Are you now ready for homeschooling? All set with determination? Then go. But hold your horses! <laughs> This ride is going to be as adventurous and fulfilling if you have covered all areas of preparation. Here's a quick checklist. Let's start with yourself. Have you heard that in your effort to homeschool, you are the one who is most homeschooled? Learn and keep learning. You can only give what you are full of, so equip yourself. Attend teacher trainings. Though homeschooling has become popular and support is more available, the government may now have stricter requirements with regards to teachers' qualifications. Seek guidance. Pray. Find mentors. Be active in a support group, online and offline. Stay in touch with your network. Set goals. You've read all the literature, attended conferences, decided on your method if it's going to be independent or homeschool provider affiliated, maybe eclectic, or unschooling, etc. But have you zeroed in on your goals? Your goals are uniquely yours as parent slash teacher. Slash supervisor slash financier slash director slash guidance counselor, make measurable time goals. Are you trying this for half a year, a year, or more? 
clarify expectations and communicate goals. Make sure your spouse is on board. He or she, as well as other members of your team, like maybe you have a tutor, a coach, their siblings, a babysitter, or house help, they all need to be oriented. Coordinate your calendars and roles with these partners, especially your spouse. If both of you have jobs or part-time jobs, it's best to equally share the load. But if your spouse works full-time, expect to do most of the teaching. You can divide the work per activity or day or subject. Make a schedule. A routine doesn't have to be strictly timed, but structure and predictability give the child a sense of security. Consider the existing daily routine of your spouse and other kids, homeschooled or not, when you make a schedule. If a child is enrolled in a group class, which is highly recommended, or the family has special events, you can lessen your study time or modify your plan for that day. Be open to all adjustments. Constantly observe your child as a learner and regularly evaluate the effectiveness of your timetable, your schedule, and your method. It takes time and patience to find the perfect match, not just for your child, but for your family, your goals, and your lifestyle. Now let's go to your child. Frequently talk to your child about the reasons you are homeschooling. Even preschoolers need to understand why you're doing something different from your neighbors or relatives or their siblings. Emphasize that homeschooling is a choice and not a plan B. Focus on the benefits. If they have tried other schools or schooling methods, the transition is smoother when you focus on the benefits without disregarding the cost. For example, um, there's lesser time with old classmates, but there's more one-on-one time with mom or dad. Then there's learning goes on even when it's signal number two, but schedule is flexible. Include. Include your child in planning, calendaring, setting goals, and choosing group classes. The older they get, the more involved they can become in being purposeful. This way, they have a sense of ownership of the homeschooling experience and won't feel like it's just mommy's project or daddy's ball game. Orient them. Orient them weeks in advance by starting on some books trying out some worksheets and taking them to support groups and cooperatives. Be open to changing some plans as a result of these dry runs. Set playdates. Set some playdates with fellow homeschooled children to meet their social needs. Yeah, I think the thunder gives a lot of emphasis on that, so I'll repeat. Set playdates. Set playdates with fellow homeschooled children to meet their social needs. Show them that many other families have chosen the same path. If your child has friends whom she will miss because of her new schedule, arrange special times with them. 
Keeping old friendships and finding new ones will help your child enjoy the benefits of different social circles. Start slow. Start slow for the first weeks as warm-up. Build up the activities as you see her work faster and needing more challenges. Solicit ideas. Get ideas from your learner as to what kind of rewards he will enjoy whenever he achieves a goal. Treat him to simple joys whenever there's a milestone or an accomplishment, big or small. Express. Express your commitment and excitement to journey with them. Let them know you look forward to more time together and fun in learning with them. Lastly, celebrate. Celebrate your first official day with a simple Thanksgiving meal or snack. You can even dress up for it. Wear a shirt that will convey a message of excitement for this new beginning. Provide a journal or start a blog, a vlog, or a social media story to document your journey. Now let's go to your home. Set up. Set up a room or a corner in your home with a table for desk work. The orderliness of books and materials in a shelf or cabinet plus good ventilation and minimal noise makes study conducive. A lot. A lot free spaces for lessons requiring movement. You see, homeschooling includes the bodily kinesthetic development of your child. Common area. Computer and internet work must be done in a common area where a child's activity can be easily monitored, no matter how old he is. Reserve. Reserve a wall. Find a bulletin board, a, a corner to display your child's works, and your calendar. Progress chart. Don't forget a progress chart and a sticker board to encourage your learner about the progress she's making. Workspace Assign a separate workspace like your kitchen counter, dining table, or an outdoor work table for the messy part of schoolwork like painting, crafts, and baking. A place with big windows. The garage or backyard are often best for science experiments. Excite your child. Excite your child with some new items or supplies in her favorite color. Remember how eager we were to start school as kids by the scent of new books and the sight of clean brand new pencils. A pencil box? That bango bango eraser and other organizers. Remember? Designate. Designate a backpack, envelope, or portable box for storing the materials your child regularly uses. This will be quick to pick up and carry for on the road schoolwork when your child has to tag along during your errands. After all, learning is not confined only in the home. 
store a lap desk or clipboard in your car to make the most of idle waiting in traffic, in parking spaces, and cafes. Now, here's some advice from my Jacob when he was six years old. He was homeschooled since he was a baby. He says, For parents, wake up early. For children, don't be too hard on your parents. Schoolwork and learning take time. I totally agree. Parents have to be many steps and hours ahead. And kids have to be kinder to their parents. We still need sleep and a lot of grace. Remember, homeschooling isn't just all about your child. It is learning and working together. Team effort makes schoolwork more manageable, meaningful, and fun. Character is built and relationships are strengthened. Welcome the joy schooling of your heart. That was an article I wrote for Family Wise Asia entitled Hi-Ho Homeschooling Away. It was meant to give a little glimpse about what homeschooling is all about and how we can prepare for it. For us who have chosen to send our kids to mainstream school, I think the same principles would apply, especially about welcoming the joy schooling of your heart. What a blessing it is to be schooled by the Heavenly Father, the God of all wisdom. In Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I was super happy to receive this childhood memory emailed by Anna Salazar of Quezon City. And with her permission, I'd like to share with you her story. Noong 5 years old ako, tumira kami sa bahay ng lolo at lola ko sa Nueva Ecija. When I was 5 years old, I lived with my grandparents in Nueva Ecija. Malapit ito sa town plaza. Their house was near the town plaza. Pag umuulan, pumupunta kami ng mga kaibigan ko sa plaza. Every time it rains, I would go with my friends to the plaza. Nagpapadulas kami ng padapa sa mga damo na may konting baha. On our tummies, we would slide on the slippery, slightly flooded grass. Naghahanap din kami ng mga butete. Hinuhuli namin at nililipat sa ibang parte ng plaza. We would hunt for tadpoles. We would catch them and move them to another part of the plaza. Ang hirap nila hulihin. It was so hard to catch them. Pero nakakatuwa sila at sobrang cute. But they were so amusing and very cute. Naiimagine ko pa kahit ngayon. I can still imagine it all. Up to now. 
Thank you, Anna, for that wonderful childhood story. It's amazing how we as adults can still vividly recall memories that happened when we were very young, like five years old. Ang, ang ganda nung kwento ni Anna because I could imagine all the fun that she would have with her playmates sliding on the grass and trying to catch those elusive tadpoles and you know, how you Ubered or angkas them to other habitats. Thank you. I enjoyed that cuento. Summer vacations spent with our grandparents are the best. My grandfather was also from Nueva Ecija, and every Christmas break, we would spend a week or more with him. And my birthday is five days after Christmas. And so my lolo, we call him tatay, would always make the rural version of my birthday celebration the best. He would have lechon or a whole pig roasted the eve of my big day. And I remember up to now the frequent scene every time I would sit by the heat while the men turned the bamboo stick slowly and unceasingly. My eyes would stare at the burning coals, mesmerized by how all that could glow in the dark in white, gray, black, yellow, and bright orange. I would stay there until my eyes would hurt because of the smoke. Before I knew it, I was all sweaty on my head and mama would call me and giggle at my red hot face. I can still sense how it felt like. It was like the warmth of my grandparents and parents' love for me. And yes, the next day, I would always have the best part of the lechon, the crispy skin. Our childhood memories definitely school us. I pray that this coming school year, we would all pass on the joys of learning from our books, from our journals, from our memories, from the love of our elders. Let's give it all to our children. Thank you, Anna. Please wait for your free copy of Love Letters from the Father for Healing by Dr. Cynthia Kismundo this week. It has journal pages for you to write on, a playlist which is your music companion as you read each article each day, and photographs to help you remember the insights that God's Word would teach you each time you read the book. Thank you, listeners. Next week, we are going to learn about helping our children face transitions. Send me more childhood stories of yours, your comments, suggested topics, and maybe you do have some nuggets of wisdom to share about managing your work-from-home day with the kids around. Also, pop me an email if you would like to purchase the book Love Letters from the Father for Healing by Dr. Kismundo at nanaisnotes at gmail.com. We have more free books to give away. for the artwork. Demira and Yakov, that's me, for helping out. This podcast was brought to you by Zero Red Red. Zero Waste, Clean Plate. This is Nana Rochelle for Nana's Notes. Bye!